<laughs> so, you know what? We ain't done. You should be coming. <laughs> yeah, y'all ain't off the hook all the way yet. We got something extra for y'all. Brandon, tell make sure you mention the fact that he looked like he he, he looked like a Donald Trump Jr. starter set. Did you see motherfucker's picture? Like, every picture they had of him, he looked like Donald Trump Jr. Like, like right after he grew that struggle beard. Like, what the like, did they really hire a dude that looked like Donald Trump Jr.? Just hide. And, and the way he acted, they might as well hide Donald Trump Jr. Like, just bring him on in. Like, the fuck? Welcome to the Weekend It Take, hosted by... Oh, that's Tails. Ah, that's me. Hosted by Austin Brazina. I'm here with Terrell Huff and Derek Lewis. And you swallowed the A on your name, man. No, I, I don't. I don't have an A in my name. Go again. I have no A's in my name. No A's. No. Oh man, I've been living yeah. a lie. No A's, like the MLB playoffs. Whoa! I was messed up. Reusing the joke. All right. That's a double shot. Can't have two A's fans over here. Throw that shot out there. That's messed up. But yeah, welcome everybody who's here to listen. I hope. Uh, we have a lot more to talk about than just one topic today, <laughs> but there was a lot of stuff that happened over the week. Indeed. Um, we're going to probably be touching on MLB, NBA, and NFL, and then I don't know what else. And to figure out what we're going to talk about, I'm going to send it right back to you, Derek. What you got for us this week, man? What do you mean, what do I got for us? You act like you wasn't in on the, the pitch yes, meeting, dog. Why, no. you, why you act like you don't know what we're going to talk about? You sound so confused I, right now. I, the pitch meeting was like five to ten minutes ago at Popeye's. That's all right, though. <laughs> A lot, of, a lot of big things happen at Popeyes, bro. Man, why are you why are you letting them? That's two behind the scenes, man. There's a level of behind the scenes that you keep these people in on, and that was too far. It's too far. Uh, today, the main topic. I mean, there's some other happenings that happen, but the main topic this week is definitely uh, Roberto Asuna. Yes. Uh, of the Houston Astros, um, and then of course more so Brandon Dab- Taubman, Taubman uh, Foreman, yeah. former. Assistant General Manager of the Houston Astros. Um, it's been a big week in the MLB, of course, with the World Series starting on Tuesday. Uh, the Astros, of course, are down in that series right now, two to one. Um, and so, uh, before that happened, some things popped off. Legitimately, right after the American League Championship Series concluded on Saturday. Um, so, some background on on what's going on. Um, that's why Austin threw it to me. He he's a reckless, reckless host, so he didn't say that. <laughs> but some background on what what, what happened is there's no planning involved. Huh? I said I had no planning involved. Uh, yeah, it, we it, just it, know what happened. We gonna talk show, about it. Uh, it so far, Terrell Huff is a much better host. Hey, than you are. Look, there's a coin flip. <laughs> I almost had a chance. To be a contender. Like, y'all really don't understand the spontaneity. We really are flipping that coin. <laughs> you hear it, and it's because yeah. it's real. It's because it's real. Um, uh, so, basically, what happened uh, in a broader sense is there's a player on the Houston Astros. He's a pitcher. He's a closer. Um, his name is Roberto Ozuna. Um, he is, was, before coming to the Houston Astros, who, of course, are now in the World Series versus uh, the Washington Nationals, he was with the Toronto Blue Jays. During that time, um, he had a situa- a domestic violence situation. As tends to go with those type of situations, the case did not, you know, he didn't get he didn't get any type of a punishment legally right. for that situation. Yeah. 
but the MLB saw fit and saw enough evidence that they ha- handled down. They levied their own punishment. In fact, they levied the largest punishment in the history of Major League Baseball. They suspended that him. That wasn't drug related. Yeah, for domestic violence uh, violation. And they so they suspended him for 75 games. Which is a lot. Yeah, it's a, it's, Especially it's for a closer, because it's not like he's starting every five days. That's like Ron Artest suspension numbers. Yeah, it was a very heavy <laughs> yeah, suspension. That, Th- that the Houston Astros, you know, as far as baseball-wise, were, I, I guess you want to say, shrewd enough to acquire him because he is one of the best young closers, I guess, technically, to ever play the game because he he, he's, he has such accolades as being one of the youngest pitchers to 100... Being the youngest pitcher to 100 saves. Um, he had he led the AL in saves this year. Um, he had a 2.37 ERA last season, a, a 2.63 ERA. And all that is not to, you know, toot his horn, but it's just he's good, and so that's why the Astros acquired him Bro. in the middle of a suspension. He comes back. Everyone knows... Well, not everyone knows, but if you're listening to a sports podcast, you probably know the Astros lost to the uh, Boston Red Sox, who ended up winning the World Series last year. So the, they got eliminated in the ALCS. Um, they brought Ozuna back, of course. And so this year, he led the American League in saves for the Astros, as I just said, had another good season. Um, so fast forward all the way to last Saturday, the Astros are up 3-2 in the ALCS against the Yankees, and Roberto Ozuna comes in, blows the save. They were up... They were up by two. He gave up two runs. Boom, boom, boom. The uh, Astros are in trouble. Now, because of another good baseball player, Jose Altuve, they actually end up winning the game and going to the World Series. So despite him messing up, not doing his job correctly, his teammate bells him out. They go to the World Series. Whilst that occurs, uh, Hmm. in the celebration, the post-celebration, when it's supposed to be a happy time, yay, we're going to the World Series, yay, Astros, we're so good, we're one right. of the best teams this decade, blah, blah, blah. Doing celebrations on us. Uh, assistant general manager, Brandon Taubman, decides to come into the locker room, and he yells, I want to I wanna make sure I, I get this correct. And just to make sure we kind of get the picture of this, it's the post-game, everybody's celebrating the locker right. room. There are reporters present. Yes. And specifically, there were, I believe, three female reporters that were there to discuss the domestic violence issue basically um allegedly that's what they were there for and then and so uh brandon taubman says thank god we got ozuna i'm so fucking glad we got ozuna and apparently he said this into the uh, direction of uh of of three female reporters uh and he said it over a, a, a half dozen times so about over six times according um so that's what happened on saturday on monday Sports Illustrated filed the story saying that Taubman had done all this, and uh, Yahoo Sports's Hannah Kaiser confirmed it. The Houston Cr- uh, Chronicle also corroborated the story. So you three different reputable sources right. saying yeah. this went down. Wasn't just he said, she yeah, said. It was not. <clears throat> a lot of witnesses and a lot of people confirming. On Monday night, the Astros released a statement calling the SI r- report misleading. And so here's what uh, here's how the Houston Astros decided to uh, to come back. At the story, let me pull this up. This statement's probably not <laughs> exact gonna, so, Yeah, where's he's pulling the exact words for it? But basically, this is the Astros' official response to what happened, and it wasn't well researched. It was just an immediate knee-jerk reaction by the Astros. The, really? So this is what the Astros said: the story posted by Sports Illustrated is misleading and completely irresponsible. An Astros player was being asked questions about a difficult alley. Our executive was supporting the player during a difficult time. His comments had everything to do about the game situation that just occurred and nothing else. 
They are also not directed toward any specific reporter. We are extremely disappointed in Sports Illustrated's attempt to fabricate a story where one does not exist. Now, keep in mind that not only is it Domestic Violence Awareness Month, yeah, but one I of the report- one of them had a one of the a badge that's what too. I was about to say. One of the reporters was yeah. wearing a purple bracelet yeah. <laughs> to to bring awareness to the fact that it is Domestic Violence right. Awareness Month. So that's what happened on Monday. On Tuesday, Game One of the World Series starts. Um, Ozuna was not needed. Um, and so that's neither here nor there. But baseball-wise, he, he wasn't needed because uh, the Astros lost. Anyway, <laughs> maybe karma. Who knows? We'll, we'll see. <laughs> uh, uh, on Wednesday, general manager Jeff Luno said, we may never know the intent behind Taubin's words. He said that on, on live radio. Um, <laughs> he yeah. went on radio and decided to say that. He, he said, and I quote, I think there will be a conversation. Oops, excuse me. That's the wrong one. We may never know that because the person who said them and the people who heard them, at least up to this point, have different perspectives. Yeah. So the Astros, as of Wednesday, were doubling down on... I feel like there were two statements that were both the complete opposite of what actually happened when they finally admitted it, which I'm sure you'll... Yeah. You know. And so that's on Wednesday night. Just this, as an aside, the, the ga- game you think to- that these people would be more prepared for interviews? Agreed. Right. Uh, we, we, that is a common theme of the early episodes of the weekend it take is that no one seems to be prepared yeah. to do their job but I mean you know I think they have whole departments you know in large organizations like that that handle those type of things I think it's called um, public PR ah yes public yeah. relations public relations how you relate with the public yeah ah, exactly so on Wednesday night Commissioner Rob Manfred said that the MLB would investigate so basically the MLB uh, who going back to the statement that they released on Tuesday the MLB was furious according to reports um, about how the Houston Astros had handled the situation. And so uh, as of Wednesday night, bef- uh, before Game 2 of the World Series, which the Astros again lose at home, so that's their second straight L, at, at, uh, before that, com- uh, baseball commissioner, MLB commissioner, Rob Manfred says, all right, the MLB is going to open up its own separate investigation. Um, he tries to give them a little leeway, uh, keep some autonomy, because Rob Manfred says, I think there will be a conversation with the club at the end of the investigation, as is often the case. We'll make a decision working with the club as to who should handle it as opposed to exactly what the outcome is. At the end of the day, he's an Astros employee. So the MLB trying to distance themselves, but obviously they're not happy. No, of course. And they're not going to relay that necessarily in that message. But, you know, yeah, they, they realize that, you know, when you have multiple sources saying that this, the horrible aspect of this thing happened uh, with Taubman. And then, of course, his organization that he works for is saying, oh, no, that never happened. This is irresponsible. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's just utterly ridiculous. So I feel like, yeah, the MLB probably felt completely obligated <clears throat> so, to look into this. So that investigation starts up. Surprise, surprise. Thursday comes. Mm-hmm. The Astros fire Brandon Thompson. Yes. <laughs> and they issue a new statement. And here's what their new statement says. Our initial investigation led us to believe that Brandon Taubman's inappropriate comments were not directed toward any reporter. We were wrong. We sincerely apologize to Stephanie Aspen, Sports Illustrated, and to all the individuals who witnessed this incident or were offended by the inappropriate conduct. The Astros in no way intended to minimize the issues related to to domestic violence. Our initial belief was based on witness statements about the incident. Subsequent interviews have revealed that Taubman's inappropriate comments were, in fact, directed toward one or more reporters. Accordingly, we have terminated Brandon Taubman's employment with the Houston Astros. His conduct does not reflect the values of our organization, and we believe this is the most appropriate course of action. We are thankful to Major League Baseball and to everyone that cooperated in this investigation. As previously stated, the Astros are very committed to using our voice to create awareness and support on the issue of domestic violence. We fully support MLB and baseball stance and values regarding domestic violence. We will continue to make 
make this cause a priority for our organizations. So, that was, you know, pretty much the final word. The Astros right. played yesterday. They won. That's neither And it probably there. should be the first thing they said. Uh, and, you know, starting us off, <laughs> yes, Brandon Thomas, you know, words might not reflect you, but your actions certainly sure. reflect something different than what I think the statement is trying to uh, impose. So that's where, that's how the whole timeline unfolded mm-hmm. uh, with the Brandon Talman, Roberto Ozuna uh, situation. And so, as Terrell pointed out, another woeful, woeful day in the land of sports. All right, good people. So uh, as you may notice, you're hearing my voice coming from the heavens in this during this episode. I was talking and then all of a sudden I was talking about something else. Uh, that is because some mistakes were made. Uh, they were made by us. Well, by me specifically. After reading that long Roberto Ozuna spiel um, that was on the computer, I, in tr- I triumphantly closed my laptop. The only problem is that stops the recording, of course. And so you'll notice that it cuts off my statement, and then you'll come back in the middle of Terrell Huff's statement. Um, we didn't get his full statement, which is actually pretty good. Unfortunately, we won't get it all uh, because of my mistake. Um, I'm also very aware that I said, you know, about a thousand times while reading during that Roberto Ozuna uh, recap segment. So so don't at me, bro. Uh, so that's what knocked this one down into a bonus episode. It was originally supposed to be episode two, but I just couldn't cut around the mistake that I made, the tragic error that I made. And so that's what made this a bonus episode because some good points were made. Unfortunately, it's just uh, even sloppier than we would like. As the meta podcast, it's even sloppier than we would want. And so we now return you to Terrell Huff's comments already in progress. That is essentially, well, you've already admitted that he targeted those uh, reporters but also the fact that they mentioned her specifically, which means most likely he targeted her directly. And to me, it's like, okay, so a little bit of backstory, a little bit more backstory. When they acquired Ozuna, there was a bunch of, of sort of like, when you expect something to hit you, you start you know, softening, you're doing what you can to soften a blow. So when they initially acquired him, there was a bunch of things that the organization did, that the Astros organization did. I mean, everything from putting signs, um, you know, about alerting people to domestic violence in their bathrooms to donating a large sum of money to advocacy groups. I mean, they did a lot of stuff because they knew this was going to be a PR hit. They knew it. And so to me, that makes this even more egregious because now you have a situation where and and the egregious part is how they initially responded to this, because to me, I'm like, you almost undo all of that. It's like, okay, great. You know, you got to sign this guy. You need the talent. You're coming off of losing in the ALCS the previous season. I get it. But at the same time, you are doing essentially one of the things when it comes to domestic violence that we see all the time, which is. This lady came out and she said, hey, this happened. It sucked. I didn't like it. Address it. And you came out and you basically lied and said it didn't happen or that somebody else or or that the victim herself was lying. So you essentially blamed slash called her a liar. Well, they gaslighted her. Yeah, they said what what exactly happened and were multiple witnesses. Mm -hmm. Again, this wasn't hard. It's it's one thing. It wasn't Sometimes there's there's murky areas in in situations Mm -hmm. and we have to... Whether we like it or not, 
Um, and of course, always believe victims, but sure. sometimes things are murkier than than we like. Right. This wasn't murky. Yeah, this wasn't. And even like, if it was, it, it was why didn't the Astros just initially say we're going to look into this? That's exactly. It. That's and that's that's, that's exactly how you handle it when it's murky. <laughs> yeah. When you, when it's not murky like this, you just you know exactly. you, you believe the three credible sources right. that have reported on it, yeah. and you yeah. start you start, and then you, of course you you do your own investigation. Yeah. But chances are. Brandon Tobin said this, and he said it in the way that they exactly how they said he said it. Right. Yeah. And that's why, like, even even hedging your bet, just say we're going to look into it. Yeah. Give a non, give a neutral stance. Don't just come out and say, "No, nah, this didn't happen." Well, You're sure. damaging the Astros' reputation there by saying go. this. That's just mm-hmm. dumb. Well, and then yeah. to pretend Especially as if you go on and damage your reputation even further by saying what you <laughs> said. <laughs> And then the, the kicker is then they act like they did an investigation the first time, yeah, right. which is I, so I, clear that yeah. it wasn't true. I feel like the extent of their investigation, like the reason they ended up firing him is somebody somebody had proof. Or not necessarily right. proof, but there was something that was about to come out sure. where they're like, look, we have proof that this happened. Y'all got to handle it now or are we going to run this story? And basically yeah. they're like, all right, well, that's the end of this. He's gone. Like they don't. That's the only reason I think they changed their mind. Because otherwise, they can sweep it under the rug. Of course. Because executives at the end of the day can be forgotten about, sure. but not this time. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, they for the most part they work in anonymity. And yeah. the other thing is, the crazy part to me is, is that it's not like Roberto Ozuna did this. It's not like he <laughs> yeah. was in the locker room in a towel going, ah, now what? <laughs> like, no, my man did. Like he was probably like somewhere like man, I'm just trying to lay low, bro. Like it, the more that te- the further that team goes, the higher that profile is, and the more people are gonna think about this. So if he could just stay out of trouble, he's good. Now we talking about my man, and we really should only be talking about the fact that he blew that sl- save. And last night, I believe he got a save. Was it last night? Night before last? What uh, they won the last it, game? It, but, it, it would have to be last night, that right? So, yeah, so, so he got the same last night. So basically, it's like to me, I'm looking at that and I'm saying, like, this dude. Not that I feel sorry for the guy, but it's like you know, he's got a long way to go to get himself back to a point where this is not going to be the first thing people bring up about him every five seconds. So I'm pretty sure you know that it does. It's not doing him any favors either. So yeah, it, it was just handled incorrectly all the way around. Um, you know, this is this subject or to be realistic with you in sports in general, when the subject becomes domestic violence. Now, I've been around for a long time. I've experienced it in a lot of different ways in my childhood. So imagining what this guy did, I don't even need to because I, I probably have a decent idea, even though I have, wasn't there, like because you know, there's only a certain handful of things that you're going to be doing and and it's, and it's awful, but it hit home for me because it's like, you see the behaviors from the organization that you would typically see from the, from the, the, the men and, and women, let's be realistic that, that actually do these things, you know, as far as domestic violence goes. You know, oh, so and so's lying. No, you're lying. Yeah, you're crazy. What what are you saying? Don't you know? Don't. How could you accuse me? Things like that. The the organization was almost like a personification of Ozuna in that situation because of the way they reacted to it initially, and that's what's so crazy in this situation to me. Well, oftentimes that's how it occurs is because mm-hmm. the organizations they have competing ideals right sure because they're first first and foremost and what we we keep coming back to this uh in our short two two episode stint <laughs> yeah. uh is that the first obligation of any sports franchise is to make money sure 
how do you make money? People have to buy your stuff. So how do people buy your stuff? They have to like you. So first off, they have the public relations interest, but they also are tasked with winning games. Right. And those 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 ideas uh, ideals they oftentimes do not line up, and uh, sports franchises are not good at when they don't line up trying to make it to where you know you can feel like they have a soul. Sure. <laughs> uh, for instance, like the Seahawks when they mm-hmm. drafted Frank Clark. Well, they have they supposedly have a zero tolerance policy on domestic violence situations, and yet they drafted Frank Clark. The Houston Astros also claimed, even after acquiring Roberto Zuna, that they still have a zero tolerance policy. There has to be some sort of honesty. Sure. I, I, and oftentimes, sports franchises, they don't even want to try to attempt to be honest because they're trying to save public relations. Right. But this is an era where everything is in the open. Everyone knows almost everything if they want to right. know. So I just don't get why sports franchises... Franchises... Franchises. Sports franchises. <laughs> why, why they are, Why they are the way that they are. Uh, you, you acquired Roberto Ozuna on, on a, from a baseball aspect. That's fine. Right. But you have to understand that he was suspended. Like, Major League Baseball suspended him right. for 75 games. Mind you, this is after he didn't actually have any real legal ramifications because, now I'm not going to speculate that anybody got paid, but the young lady that he had this altercation with, or at several altercations, who knows, she refused to basically bring charges or refuse to pursue any further whatever you want to call it and we know that happens a lot for various circumstances often greg hardy is another guy that comes to mind um a former cowboy former you know uh, panther but i mean same thing and so it's probably a lot more common in these situations as a matter of fact it kind of makes you think how many times does this shit happen (laughs) and we just don't know about it you know what i'm saying so because of the fact that you know, unfortunately, a lot of times the victims would rather just go their own and no, way and no not one, be bothered. No one wants to be known as the person who sure. was victimized by Roberto Ozuna because that'll exactly. just, especially if you're not famous, even mm-hmm. if you are famous, but it's, you know, either way, that's just going to be right. something that becomes a label that most people don't want to deal with. And that's quite understandable, especially as the victim in the situation. So that's first off. So the Astros already are coming at this from a very smug mm-hmm. perspective. Yeah. And I just don't understand why. Uh, why not? Why not put Roberto Ozuna in some kind of anger management courses? And I, maybe they they did this. Right. But why not be more public about this? Is how every oftentimes people want to give people second chances, and that's fine. But they don't want to get, make them do the hard work of earning the second chance and showing that you're you know you should get a second chance. Right. Like uh, for instance, uh, Michael Vick is someone who's gotten a second chance. Mm-hmm. But out of all the people who have done heinous things who might actually deserve a second chance, Michael Vick is probably up there on that list because he did a lot of hard work. Yeah. He did actual time. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he now uh, he admitted what he did was completely wrong. He, right. he said why he did it, which is it was a product of his environment, mm-hmm. which doesn't excuse it, but it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, where you grow up and how, who, who was around you influences yeah. how, he what was kind of things you do. He yeah. was honest about it. Yeah. Uh, he took full responsibility for it, and now he runs certain projects that alleviate the thing that he did. Right. Yeah. He, he advocate against he, what he did. Yeah, exactly. He showed yeah. clear con- contrition. And oftentimes, mm-hmm. we you don't, don't get see that. It. You rarely see that. Exactly. And not even from the organization, which mm-hmm. is mind-boggling right. to me because as you said, their first job, one of their first jobs was public relations. Sure. Yeah. Well, I have, I, this is what I wonder about the situation. I'm wondering how much their current success, their success over the last four or five years or so, I'm wondering how much that has 
to play into or how much that plays into their reaction to this situation. Because it's like, let's be realistic. If they were losing 100 games every season, and, and it shouldn't matter, but let's just say if they were losing 100 games every season instead of winning 100 games for the last three, four seasons in a row, are they reacting to this differently? Are they addressing this differently? You know what I'm saying? They and, probably and, don't and, take a Zuno. Well, yeah. The, well, the, yeah. yeah. So I mean, the I first think, thing yeah. is, if you're not a contender, it's not worth the right. quote-unquote headache. Right. Which is, it's, it's still, it's it's also sad that it's so transactional. Mm-hmm. Like we all understand, sports is a transactional mm-hmm. business. But for it, the stakes to be so transactional, and for it to just be like. Well, this guy did something that's bad, but right. hey, we're going to profit on it and we're going to be kind of smug yeah, about I think, it. Sure. I think a, lar- a large disconnect when you're talking about these issues and you're putting blame on people is that we all want to think that we're part of a family of a sports team. And as such, you're, you're buying into a brand loyalty. You're buying into a brand. Mm-hmm. So you're willing to overlook how the sausage gets made. Sure. Like you're not looking like, oh... Yeah, Ozuna was suspended for 75 games. You're looking like, hey, we now have one of the best pitching rotations in baseball. Right. And that's okay on it, on the surface. Like, that's okay to be a fan of the team and to be happy for the signing. And that's what the Astros should have been happy for as an organization. But like you're saying, you can't shy away from that. You need to embrace the fact right. that, look, we, we're taking this man on with risk. The Patriots do it all the time. Oh, the sure. Patriots have right. multiple occasions where they've taken somebody on where they're like, yeah, this guy probably shouldn't be anywhere else but he's good at football or oh he's good at this and i think that's okay to an extent like with with the exception like if somebody was like a convicted murderer i I mean there's different levels to this but like in this particular case i'm okay (laughs) snuck in an area after 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 the (laughs) i bet you bill still was like can we use him (laughs) but like i'm okay on the surface because at the end of the day it is a business and and that's just how it is you can't Yes, the obligation is to make money for the franchise. They make that money by selling a winning product or by selling brand loyalty. So people have to resonate with something. And in the Astros case, they're resonating with winning right now. So if they're going to be competitive, they have to take those risks to be competitive. Right. The big issue right now is that they handled it disastrously. They, they didn't put any effort into damage control. In fact, they just made it much worse. And instead of just ignoring it, which is honestly, in this case, probably the best situation they could have done, like just answer the questions that they have, be like, look, we know his past, but we feel he's an asset to our team. People will eventually forget about it. That from a business standpoint, that's what they should have done. And especially when you remember, they did a bunch of PR stuff when they got him. So they had already laid the groundwork to be able to artfully answer any questions that came up about this guy's reputation or what he had done. They were, and and sure, there were probably going to be questions because they're in the World Series or because they were expected to win the World Series. So yeah, there were going to be questions and they had already laid a lot of really good groundwork. Now we could say, we can speculate about whether or not they only did that because they knew they were going to pick this guy up and there were going to be questions, yeah. whatever. I'm not going to question the sincerity of what to they did. To some extent, I'm okay even if that's right. the case, because exactly. at the end of the day, if something good is happening, sure. I don't yeah. necessarily care if it's coming from a place of right. sincerity, well, but you but, can still call them out on their bullshit. Right. But yeah. f- uh, just to interrupt your point slightly, uh, present actions will influence how we grade the past. Sure. Because what kind of an organization has fostered, you know, what do we, what are we to think of the organization when they have a employee who the first thing he thinks of to celebrate when his team is going to the world series is to throwing in, in the, is to throw, you know, grenades in the face of domestic violence. That is mine. What kind of, what's going on in the background? Then after that, 
their next step is to deny, 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 instead of, you know, handling the situation. So what, that leads me to think, well, how do they feel about domestic violence in the background? When well, we're when we're we not know around. answer, they're thinking they got Ozuna on the cheap. Yeah, yeah, that's and, the, and that's the sad there's, truth. There's some moral. There's <laughs> yeah. you've abdicated some moral responsibility. Yeah. Like sure. we all can understand that sports is a business and every, things are a business. That and you know, I think it gets tossed around too much that things are a business and it's just business. Sometimes things are personal, or sometimes oh, yeah. things should you know sure. you have a moral responsibility to do things. And but and, like, well, and real quick, that can go a long way right. because brand loyalty will carry you. Oh, sure. But the Astros don't have that, I don't think. The Astros have a, a large chunk of Texas behind them, mm-hmm. but honestly, it's because they're winning. I, I right. don't think Houston has the deep yeah, There's a roots. lot of bandwagon. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not necessarily a bad thing. Like, it happens. I get it. But it's not like I'm a diehard, like, no matter what they do because they've right. treated me right my whole life. Sure. I personally haven't seen anything like that that, that would lead me to believe that the Astros are just a good organization. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this, this kills that. Now, now, you've got, now you're the bad guys. Oh sure, that's that's just what it is. Everybody wants the Nationals to win because a oh, sure. the Nationals are the underdog, and b Houston supports domestic violence. And it's like, Ooh. yo, and, 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 and what and what evidence you know, and what evidence is there to the contrary? Yeah. Right, exactly. That's 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 going to be the narrative. It's one and, thing. and they did that to themselves it's with one, this horrible reaction to this situation. They did it to themselves. It's one thing to be like, oh shucks, I guess we need this guy. Oh, yeah. it sucks. Oh well, and, or and but the, to think you're like the greatest, smartest organization on earth because right. you've used this to your advantage, yeah. Which honestly is like, why do you even think that? I mean, <laughs> like, they, there's just so many levels to this that I just can't. I guess like the foil is when the Warriors got KD and everybody immediately flipped on them, mm-hmm. and the Warriors really didn't do anything wrong, but they did everything they could to put a competitive team out there and, and win whatever they could right. win. That's not being aggressive about it. Like, yeah. the Warriors weren't... I mean, as a team, yeah, you know, Draymond is, is up his own. Right. Like, he's... He, like, us against Dray- them. But that's him. That's like, how he is. Right. The Warriors organization wasn't out there like, we're going to go 82-0. and 0. Yeah. Like, that wasn't the Warriors. Yeah. They weren't out there doing that. So, they got that plausible deniability. And, right? and that's something as simple as signing a basketball player. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which you have, much which you have every right to. And, 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 this is trading for a guy who committed domestic violence. Yeah. Got the largest suspension ever for that, right. for that like, uh, alleged crime. Yeah. And then a year, less than a year yeah. later, you're a little over a year later. You're you're singing his praises in the clubhouse after exactly. he, after he blew a save. Yeah, it wasn't even a win. He, he wasn't even good that day. Okay. So that like, almost what? That, yeah, that's the narrative because that's what it comes off as is like not only are we really happy we got this guy and we're just gonna overlook all that other stuff, but he just failed. And we're still going to pimp this guy. Yeah, baby, yeah. I mean, this is the equivalent of basically them saying, we got Ozuna, and if he beats on his girlfriend, just imagine what he's going to do to you. Like, seriously. (laughs) Like, no. I mean, that's that's, it's like them them spiking the football in a situation where they should probably just hand it to the referee and walk away. And, yes, I just crossed an analogy between two sports. <laughs> but the point I'm making so is, is like... The time-space continuum just blew up. I know, man. It's black hole forming in the bathroom right now. But it's it, but that's bathroom. really what it comes off as, is like, that's crazy to me, man. It's like, but that's what they might as well have done. They it's had been to like, have, so what? Get over it. They had to have beef, right? Yeah. Like, there, there had to be a reason he came after her specifically. Right. And that's, that's what we the said earlier. only yeah. scenario where I can find this, like, yeah. not I mean, insane. 
without getting too speculative, I mean, she did have the the awareness right. bracelet on. So that was the other thing. Was maybe she's been a, maybe she's been asking questions, uh, uh, probing. I, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like maybe she she's like maybe her. she's committed the high crime of doing her job. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but, that's, that's what I'm thinking. Like generously. Right. On the flip side of that, though, I was gonna make the joke earlier. I was like, he didn't know that was a wristband. He was like, oh, I like her pretty purple bracelet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. shit like that. You know, he doesn't. Well, know and I mean, but. It, it would be surprising to me if she wasn't in preparation for some sort of story. Oh, that, no, yeah. That may have included this, but not been solely so he, about this, but maybe included that aspect of it. So him targeting yeah. her right. doesn't make sense to me unless he already didn't like her. Oh, exactly. Which, at the end of the day, it's still bad on him. Right. But like Something the alternative happened. is either A, he targeted her... Because she was a woman, which I'm laughing at, because that's the most absurd thing to this. Like, that's did he just see her standing right. there with a the bracelet? And he's like, "Oh, y'all like, like yeah. I, I'm just trying to picture that conversation." Yeah. So it had to be personal. Mm-hmm. Either way, it's a fireable offense. Oh sure. Oh yeah. Like, like he should have been. He yeah. should have been fired on Monday. <laughs> right. I don't know how he lasted to Thursday. Right. The fact that and he really, lasted to Thursday is another <laughs> black or, mark on the ass. Or, or, at least the police know to suspend the dude before they fire. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, at least we'll put you on administrative <laughs> leave. <laughs> First of all, he should have only made it to Monday because, like, ain't nobody working on Sunday. Which is exactly why this didn't come out on Sunday. This came out on Monday because no one was at work right. on Sunday. Like, if somebody would have been at work on Sunday, we would have heard all this stuff. Like, I you could have fired on your day off. Man. I can't believe you did that, bro. But, nah, man. I mean, it's it really is just... It's kind of pathetic. I mean, I you know, it's like we we always we go back full circle to what we were saying initially, which is this all could have been. I still would have been a black mark, but it it really could have been a lot better from a PR standpoint if they just simply would have come out and said we're looking into it, and we're gonna get some as much information as we can, and we'll address it and gone from there. But instead, it's like. Oh my gosh, you know, that the, the press, you know, whatever you want to call it, where it's just like, this is irresponsible. And, and, and I go yeah. back to that because it's like, yeah, the it, fake was a, news of it, all. it was accusatory and it was just like, how dare you? And, and it's like, no, dude, like, how dare you? <laughs> like, are, are you like, it's too early for you to come out with this right now. Like, it, uh, it's just horrible. Man. I just can't just, imagine so what, so what's sorry. so bewildering to me is that these companies, these businesses don't know to not say stuff. Like it just doesn't make sense to me. Right. Well, I, it's got to be what it, money and what lack I, of accountability. Well, what I was getting at earlier was that plain and simple: this country, these the organizations, the culture—they just don't like women. That's plain and simple. <laughs> yeah. And so when these things happen, that their, their first thought isn't, "Oh, let me let me no. look into it." She might have a point. Their first thought is, yeah. "Oh, she's lying. She's oh, she's over exaggerating. She's over emotional. She's irrational. She must have misheard. Yeah. Oh, it didn't. He didn't mean it like she thought he she did." That's their first thought, and so they, that's what they put into their first statement, yeah, yeah. as opposed to what they should do: have a little empathy. It, right. it takes nothing. As you guys have said multiple times today, it takes nothing to just have a little empathy <laughs> exactly. and show empathy towards and a towards a Roberto uh, Azuna's former victim mm-hmm. and 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 now Brandon Taubman's three victims. Yeah, <laughs> because that 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 was verbal assault as well. It, okay. It's it's so frustrating. That's really what it is. Right. Like it's like just shut up, man. Like that's all they had to do. And now everybody knows that they're 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 like that as an organization. Sure. And what kind of what kind of human being do you have to be to ruin your life 
to champion domestic violence? Hey, like, come on, man. You can, like, you like can he, become president he was, off of it. He was <laughs> or a champion domestic violator. Like, like, like he, he was on track, at, yeah. as, as some of the articles we uh, you would read, he was on track to be one of the next GMs in baseball because obviously he's the assistant general manager right. of a 100-win team, back-to-back 100-win team. Right. He's He was currently the only assistant general manager this year. He actually had got a contract extension. Mm-hmm. So maybe, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes, So, but if the dude who's in front of him is thinking about doing something else or stepping down, he was on track to be the general sure. manager of that team. Exactly. And now his career is over. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying, oh, well, woe is him, his career is over. He, yeah. does, he squarely right. earned the end of his career. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure I, 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 I say that. Uh, yeah, 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 I was gonna yeah. say it. I'm sure he'll get hired again. Oh, sure. uh, when three years from now, day, two years from he's now, he's proven at least a winning record as far as GM work goes. And at the end of the day, that's really all that matters to the business. Well, and at the end of the day, this is a this is a business about who you know and who whose connections you right. have. And he has plenty of connections out there between Houston, some of the people who have already left Houston, who, which is how he got to the assistant well, sure, GM. Yeah. So he has plenty of good old boys who will wait about. Two, Two years, if we're lucky, maybe oh, even yeah, a month. Yeah. Or, you know, who knows yeah, how long yeah, they'll wait? Because and then he'll yeah. he'll go on his right. redemption tour. He'll sure. say he's sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, he probably, like I said, he probably won't do enough to do the legwork of actually earning some, uh, earning showing contrition yeah. and earning back uh, what he's lost. There's uh, not many that do though. I mean, uh, you kind of took the Mike Vick thing out of me when I was going to say it earlier. Like he's really the only one I can think of that did the most. Right. And it's I mean, very, very, it's very, 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 very rare. It was almost like he wanted to get fired, and it's like. But back to, you know, what Austin said a little while ago, which is, or uh, Austin didn't say that. Derek, you said that. How dare you? Credit um, me for my work. Plagiarism. <laughs> I was going to say how bad it was. About the not liking. It was Austin winning. then. Like, I mean, it's funny because that's not, you know, we say it, but we don't say it in passing. There really is an aspect of it, a lot of these teams, whether it's baseball, hockey, football. Yeah, that hockey reference again. I know we ain't going to ever talk about <laughs> Um, and uh, we talk about sport, it every week. What are you talking really, about? <laughs> where you have these male-dominated <laughs> leagues, I think the big issue is is sort of like we're dealing with females being around. Well, the business not is- not we relish the fact that females oh, yeah, are around. Yeah, yeah. We're dealing with it, and so this is what you're going to get out of us in regards to respect for females and respect for what women do as far as being reporters and journalists and whatnot. We're going to deal with it as far as like okay. We have no choice. So it's almost like begrudgingly like, oh, great. They're going to be in the locker room. And this has been going on for decades, man. Yeah. I mean, let's be clear. The business so is loyal to assets. Yeah. And the sad truth is, at least for these professional sports, the men are the assets. Mm. And as long as the business is going to be loyal to dollars and loyal to assets, yep. they will never put a male asset over a female fan. Sure. Or a female reporter or a female whatever. And that's just the sad truth of the business side of things. Now the ugly, the ugly side of it all is they literally, at least in terms of merchandising and everything, it's really prominent in Texas and I'm sure the rest yeah. of the world. There's pink jerseys everywhere. There is literally entire departments that are like, these are our female fans, yes. and that's that's kind of gross. Like at the uh, end of the day, and that's yeah. just how it is. I mean, that's the nature of the business. Well, that's capitalism. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. they, they're like, this is our, this is all Cap- our female fans are good for, and routinely they prove it with their actions off the field. And, and it's really frustrating to see the Astros just do it. <laughs> like, so blatantly do it that they're like, we don't give a shit about yeah. these three individual reporters. When all they had to do was just not be shitty. Right. Like, they're not even let asking for like, their yeah. jobs and let them keep it, <laughs> and, and let them keep it moving. Like, I, I mean, because like I was saying, they're, they, they treat females in a lot of these leagues, you know, whether they're reporters or executives, 
they really treat them like you know things they have to put up with. Yeah. As well, they, I th- anybody uh, who's uh, not an uh, our, our milestone factory is like, hey, sure. it's the first woman trainer on an right. NFL team. Exactly. Or, hey, yeah. Yeah. it's the it's it's gross. <laughs> it's yeah. really gross. Yeah. How. But women see, that's are where that brand loyalty thing comes in because the Spurs have quietly built that brand loyalty mm-hmm. for a long time now, and Becky Hammond is a good example of the the coaching carousel for Pop. Yeah, and it's dismissive of her to say like, well, she's come up under Pop because she's definitely earned her own stuff. Oh sure. But the Spurs as an organization have routinely, at least in terms of lip service, we'll never know behind the scenes. But in terms of lip service, they seem to truly give a care about their image. They've been at the forefront yeah. of a lot of, you know, firsts. A lot of you know, you know, from a standpoint of. You know, being pioneers. And so when the Spurs do eventually like slip, that, yeah. which yeah. I don't know, is, it feels like it'll never yeah, happen at the top. But when the Spurs do eventually slip, they've built up that brand loyalty sure. to where we can we can tolerate losing well, because we trust the team. Right. And you know, the Spurs have had have had their scandals. Quiet as it's as yeah. It's there's been, you know, oh yeah. There's Tony stuff, Tony yeah. Parker allegedly cheated on was wild. on his yeah. wife with yeah, with another pl- with another player's uh, another teammate's <laughs> wife. And so they 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 have some. They've had a couple of things where it didn't look good, especially yeah. particularly towards women. Oh yeah. Uh, no, but no, 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 at the same time, they're not out here. That what I appreciate about the Spurs, and you know, even some of the other teams who have treaded some of this ground, is that they don't just. They, Becky Hammond seems to have total control over her messaging of how right. she wants to handle this. Yeah, they're not talking. They're not. They're not, they're not, they're not out here sure. just being like, "Look what we've done. We're right. the most yeah. progressive team in the." She's pro- she's a well-respected person. Yeah, in she, the NBA. she she yeah. she knows basketball, and, yeah. and and honestly, she's proved that there should be you know more like. Her. I think she was offered the Atlanta job, wasn't she? At one point, I don't know. There was a report. I thought they offered. Her I believe the she's interviewed for some jobs. I don't think she's I ever did. been offered. Right now, the speculation is you know. I mean, I don't want to say speculation. That's probably. For fans, the speculation is that she could eventually, you know, succeed Pop. And, um, I, you know, I, I felt like the Tim Duncan, you know, coming over as a coach was part of that, like a transitional kind of thing. Um, I didn't want to get too far off the subject, but the other thing is you, you mentioned the Spurs, though, and this is really important. Like you said, they built up that capital. And yeah. when you build up that capital, there's a difference because... When something bad happens, like let's just say domestic violence, there are teams where if it happens with that team, you go, another one of these, you know, idiot athletes, spoiled athletes out here doing X, Y, Z. When it happens with the Spurs, it's like, whoa. Yeah, that is not normal. And I think and a lot of it's accountability, accountability yeah, both right. in an organization, but also just sheer honesty. Mm-hmm. Like that's one reason that the C- Seattle had such yeah. a rise. I think uh, the Seahawks. They seem to be a very honest franchise, right. for better or worse. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what's weird is what's weird about the Seahawks, and they are because yeah. uh, you're always grading on a curve in sports. Right? <laughs> yeah. And so, what always frustrated me about covering the Seahawks? Yes, I covered the Seahawks for three years. Uh, <laughs> Where are we in the tape? Forty minute mark. Forty minute mark. Um, and so, yes, I covered the Seahawks for three years. They're honest when they want to be. Yeah. Obviously, which, and yeah. and that's to be expected. But they're also sometimes the times they choose not to be honest. I feel like they should just always be honest because that's their brand. Yeah. Um, and the times they choose not to be honest are very weird. Like when they like again, like when they had the Frank Clark situation. Just say we wanted to draft Frank Clark. He we needed help at pass rush. He's the most talented player on the board. We also, in addition to that, think he's a very young man who made a mistake, and we can rehabilitate uh, that 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 point. And right. and to Frank Clark's credit. He has not had another issue since coming to the league. Yeah. He does seem to have become uh, an upstanding 
uh, NFL citizen and an American. He donates to various causes. He was homeless as a kid. He donates to that cause. Um, he seems to be a, from all right. from all we know, and that's all we can go off. Well, of. He seems to be a, like, a good guy to, that made a mistake. He seems to be a good guy who had anger issues and legitimately right. made a mistake. He's made some some follow up mistakes. Uh, According to that incident, because one time he called out a uh, a woman reporter on Twitter because she had done a piece on the on the uh, on domestic violence and uh, the doorbell. That was, <laughs> doorbell. That's, that's weird. Someone <laughs> wants to join the weekend <laughs> podcast. Y'all got Just the worst star. doorbell ever. Uh, but uh, I need to buy a ring or something. <laughs> and, and so uh, I lost my train of thought yeah, completely. Frank Clark. And uh, so Frank Clark. And so anyway. And so he's made he's made mistakes. He's proven to be young and make yeah. mistakes. But he the Seahawks could have done, gone that route. Right. Instead, they try to pretend like they still zero tolerance policy. Right. Uh, they try to pretend like they're tough on crime. Like yeah. if you're not tough on crime, don't pretend to be tough on crime. Well, yeah. And, and the funny just thing no, is, I don't and, even think they need to be zero. I don't think any team needs to be zero tolerance. <laughs> I, 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 I think, or, or I should let me rephrase that. I don't think any team should have to decree or, or say we are zero tolerance. I yeah. don't think that's necessary. I think that's that should be more at the end of the day, of your actions uh, yeah. need to reflect that you're zero tolerance. At the end of the day, you some can guy sweep it, it under the rug. Yeah. It, well, sure. You it, know, and I'm okay with that to guy. an extent. Like, right. I don't want you to, to be Superman every single time. Right. Just don't be shitty. Yeah. <laughs> that's all you got to do, man. And, and that was just handled in such an awful way. I yeah. mean, and so, you know, and... and and it's sad because, like we were just saying, the Spurs, if that happens in that organization, we're like, whoa, and it's shocking. The Astros are not at the point anymore where if this happens a couple of years from now, nobody's going to go, what? Everybody's going to go, oh, boy, here we go. Yeah. So, I mean, and that is not where you want to be yeah. as an organization or any company for that reason. You don't, you, know, you don't want to be in that position where people are not shocked when something like this happens. I will say the sad truth, I think the Astros get off scot-free at the oh, end sure. of the day. Because they fired him. I think this matter's done. And it's unfair, but that's just how the business works. Like, all right, we fired him. We did everything we could, guys. It's the end of the day. Well, you know, that's why it's up to us to just you know, keep <laughs> making So for every week, we shall remind y'all, the Astros support domestic violence. <laughs> but I mean, seriously. Yeah, 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 honestly, you know what? I, I wasn't, I didn't mean it that way, but I literally might sign off with that every week. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget the Astros. And, and it's like, and it's, look, it's not a matter of, you know, guys don't deserve second chances and, and guys don't deserve, you know, a shot at redemption. That's not what this is about. This is about organizations that really sort of put these guys in a position where they almost don't feel like they have to take any accountability. They we said, haven't heard anything from Ozuna because, like I said earlier, he's just kind of laying low. Like, look, man, I'm just here to throw the ball and and, and that's it. And it kind of sucks because, you know, we don't know if that guy's doing anything to redeem himself. We don't know if that guy's donating to charities or, you know, we don't know what he's doing because the organization has basically just said, hey, we're going to be horrible <laughs> and we're just going to let you play ball. Like, nah. Man. They said the quiet part out loud and they got caught. Yeah, exactly. That's really what happened. Like, mm -hmm. they, they said what they shouldn't are, say. And are we, gl are we glad, though, that we live in an era where these guys just repeatedly want to say the quiet part out loud, it seems? I mean, everybody's uh, been emboldened. I'm, gl I'm, I'm I, glad they're telling on themselves. That is the one silver lining of these last yeah, three, four years. Is that is a lot that, of stuff has been in the open. 
yeah. that used to be behind. I mean, there's but still I, a lot of crap going on behind the scenes, but a but lot what, of this stuff is coming out in the open. But what you said, uh, I agree with that, but I think it's even a little more simple. I think what this simply comes down to is just caring about women, man. Sure. <laughs> like, just care. Yeah. Like, why is it so hard? Just, just yeah. You don't even have to care. Just treat them like... I mean, I would... I'm trying to simplify uh, it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Austin does not represent the takes of the weekend. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. That was a bad sound bite. <laughs> I'm not saying care about women. Let's not get... <laughs> Like like Django, <laughs> so you want us to treat him like? <laughs> I didn't say that. I didn't say that. No, no, no. But like, what I'm saying is like, you don't even have to like make apologies as in an organization. Right. Just don't be shitty. Yeah. Like, don't do, simple, don't do the things that you're apologizing for. Right now. Just don't do it. It's also simple. Just don't do it. Uh, when you say that, right. sometimes it's not, but in this yeah. case it is. Yeah. <laughs> don't do it. In this case, just don't like, do what you You thing. legit did not have to walk over to the female reporter <laughs> with the domestic violence awareness bracelet on after the guy that you're hooting and hollering about just blew a save and almost cost you. I swear uh, to God, every day. You literally just did not have to do that. And you did and then, everything. And, you and then after you do, do that, you certainly didn't have to be like, well, our thorough investigation right. that we clearly didn't conduct right. turned up. In our favor. <laughs> Turns out we were right. Every single day, there is something that is an SNL sketch, but in real life. So, don't you love when an internal investigation turns it's up with, so the, with the fact that you're right? I love when that happens. Oh, I love God. to investigate myself and prove I'm right. It's yeah. great. Yeah, Trust me. I've held myself to the highest accountability in this right. situation. Now for investigating a, themselves. a little more lighthearted part of this conversation. <laughs> what do you think MLB offices was thinking when they saw this unfold? Because it's very clear that they got in this... And like, because you know, they gave themselves the cover. Manfred said, "Hey, this is an Astros employee. He's gonna, you know, what's We're gonna happen? Gonna to, what's gonna happen? It's gonna happen." But clearly, this man got on the phone. Was like, if you don't fire that man this instant, if you don't, something came out. Something came If you don't fire this man, I don't know. I might kick you out of the World Series. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if the league probably spoke to. Um, the reporter yeah. uh, probably spoke to the people that also witnessed the incident. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if they spoke to them in relatively short order and basically, um, you know, basically said, okay, yeah, nah, bro. <laughs> what y'all doing you right mean now? This, work. this incredibly easy investigation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like the MLB covered their bases when they gave him a 75-game suspension. Ooh. So the extent of the MLB issue right. in this case is, yeah. shit, man. Like that's that's the extent like, of their yeah, reaction. Like we <laughs> legit gave this dude seventy five games, and this is what y'all doing? Okay, yeah. they they washed their hands of it when they gave yeah, him the suspension. That was trash. Well, yeah, unlike the NFL, they the the MLB has acquitted itself a little bit of moral high ground on that quick, situation. Quick tangent on the NFL on that. Did you see that report that came out that the NFL owners are open to replacing Goodell and legalizing marijuana? That's, that's I, a, that was a random aside that you No, that's because you were talking about the NFL fines. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Yeah. I just thought that was an interesting report. I was like, oh, they're finally turning on Goodell. Which is weird because Goodell <laughs> is, only doing, is only doing exactly what they want. Yeah, like, exactly. For some reason, people continue to believe that Roger Goodell is in control of the NFL. It's clearly yeah. a brand issue. Why don't they like Goodell? <laughs> Why can't he be more like that Adam Silver kid? <laughs> Those owners know exactly what they're doing. But I, I was like, oh, that's interesting. They're actually considering changing the drug policy and everything like yeah. that. But Anyways, that was just like a. Well, I think they the see the. I think they see the direction the country is going, and you can only. <laughs> it's very hard for the NFL to do that, so I'm surprised. That's why. That's why I'm like pleasantly surprised. Oh, well, no, oh. well, when you consider the average age of some of these owners of these teams, it's like you know. 
I think the NFL is eventually get to the point where it's like they ain't gonna be around forever, and they're really the ones that are keeping a lot of this from happening. I feel like that's one of those thirty teams voted yes, and then you've got Robert Kraft like no, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and they're like, bro, your team's the worst of all I'm of like, us. Really? Come on, man. I mean, y'all, y'all still have Josh over there. <laughs> like they just let him go. I'm like, bro. Plus, they handled oh. it the right way. They're like, look, they literally said, "We milk this man for what he's worth." Bye. That's that's the that appropriate just... way to handle that situation. They, did you see their official statement on it? They were like, "We Dash appreciate, point. yeah, they, we appreciate everything he's done for our franchise. We are, <laughs> Wait, we just, are separating." Did you just say you think that the handling of uh, of a man who has clear addiction issues is to use him for all his work? PR, PR standpoint. I didn't yeah. say that's good. I was right. joking about that. Oh, obviously, okay. I no, thought no, it was well, understood. I'm not gonna lie. Even though we're doing a podcast, <laughs> which requires me to listen to you, I started trailing <laughs> off into other thoughts. So that's all fair. I heard that's at the fair. end that's was fair. what you said at the end, and it alarmed <laughs> me because it was the second time in less than like five minutes that I was gonna have to do. Austin Brazina's takes do not reflect the takes of the Rick and podcast. That one I thought was more clearly sarcastic. I'm sure it was, but for whatever reason, I decided that we weren't doing a podcast in this moment and wasn't listening properly. So I became very worried, very fast. So, in summary, the Astros suck. <laughs> And, and they might win the World Series yeah, anyway. Good for them. I, you know, <laughs> who knows? I, 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 karma only lasts for two games. I guess. Apparently, karma <laughs> wore off. No, but I, you can, yeah, I think we can only be as outraged though as their fans are. Exactly. To an extent, like right. we can be outraged for other people, but like mm-hmm. in this situation, this is an Astros problem. I'm not buying Astros gear, so it doesn't really yeah, affect well, my bottom. Like, it's hard. Uh, like I, outrage can only go so far when you have no means to express it. I'm not a big baseball guy. I wasn't. Well, I have watched literally zero seconds of the World Series. Mm-hmm. I have no Astros memorabilia. I live with a man who's an Astros fan, so I mean, I guess I, yeah, I, I, it overlaps there. But there's almost nothing I could do yeah. because I'm not supporting them in the first place. Right. So just, you know, it's a it's something you ought to think about in future decisions, personnel decisions. Well, you know, just become better people. I don't know how. Just yeah, just be, do it. Do better. Well, now they they have a chance to hire a new assistant. <laughs> Can I even say the Astros support domestic violence? Will they sue me? <laughs> I don't know. If I sign off like that every week, are they going to sue us? I mean, because we don't got enough. We don't have any money. So if they sue us, <laughs> we're going to have we're going to go into the negative. <laughs> I got two kids. I, I, yeah, I ain't got no money. <laughs> So I don't, I don't want to dip us into the negative. <laughs> I, for the record, I thought that was also be noted doing sarcasm. Houston Astros. Astros. <laughs> Houston Astros, to anybody listening, that was noted sarcasm. We do not actually... <laughs> don't count out of them. They support domestic violence. Houston Chinese Astros. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. But no, it's it's almost like a callback. <laughs> Speaking of, LeBron fucked everything last week. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> After you know were, what? <laughs> kick it to a commercial break. Bro. Stuff if you're gonna talk about LeBron James, kick hey, it to a commercial break. Hey, hey, let's do that. Well, actually, when we get to the NBA, when we come back, we'll, we'll go into the NBA because not talking about China, but LeBron specifically had a pretty wild opening night, and then everybody kind of wrote him off, and then he just you destroyed Utah. So here's here's a hosting 101. You can't say we're gonna kick it to a commercial break and then like give a minute China. filibuster on the thing we're gonna talk about when we come. I will filibuster however long I damn well need to. Yeah, we'll be right back. And now for a public service announcement. Hey, yo, this is your man, Antonio Real Talk Jackson, you heard? Hey, check it out, man. Some of you cats is out here violating when it comes to the way that you are deploying your Timberlands, all right? First of all, you can't just keep your shoelaces untied while you're standing on the block and not be prepared for the different situations that happen, you heard? 
First of all, you got your crisscross, all right? That's for where you need ultimate Timberland security, all right? And what that basically means is if you got to run from the cops, your girl, or whoever it is on the block, your Timberlands ain't going to come off, all right? Second of all, you got your military style. That's in case you got to break your foot off up in somebody's ass, all right? You heard? So next, we got your loose. Now, you can keep your shoelaces loose when you're just sitting on the stoop. Maybe you hollering at the females you heard or something like that. But other than that, the rest of you cats is violating. Pay attention to what you're doing with your Timberlands. You don't want them to come off in the middle of the street while you're running from the cops or your girl. Thank you. This has been a public service announcement. Mr. Antonio Real Talk Jackson is in no way affiliated with Timberland Shoes. All right, welcome back. We are back to talk NBA this time. We uh, Because even though we're only supposed to give you one take, we decided we want to give you a thousand takes. Well, it is a lot. It's opening week. First of all, it's opening week. Yeah. How dare you? (laughs) Second of all, there's been some... Wow, wow. I love how angry you got at me. How dare you? you Ever come for the NBA. How dare you besmirch the good name of the weekend to take? How dare you? I mean, the only other thing that I I could possibly talk about is that the Eagles suck and the Cowboys are back on top. Baby, run. No, anyways. NBA. (laughs) Opening week. Great opening week, honestly. Like, yeah. I, I it was pretty much everything you could ask for as like an, an intro to basketball this season. <laughs> like, you had the young players that were actually really, really doing well, mm-hmm. so you have reason to be hopeful. And then on top of it, you have the big marquee matchups that, like, for the Clippers especially, they had back to back with the Lakers yeah. and Golden State. Williamson says, "How dare you call this a game?" <laughs> so real How quick, real quick on that, the Pelicans are scheduled for like thirty primetime games this season. Dude, geez. Somebody is like, oh, shit, we need to find yeah. something else. And that, that happens every year. Because no, you ain't going to see Zion until what? Christmas? Yeah, apparently it's a six-day weekend. Or? I saw a couple Kings fans that were like, well, put us on more. We only have one primetime game all year. Do you know who that primetime game was against? The Pelicans. The Pelicans. <laughs> oh, jeez. So the Kings, with all their young talent, nah. They need to do like the NFL game. and start flexing. So <laughs> I don't know how flexes. It don't make no sense. But I feel like it's week. a lot harder to adjust those schedules. On the oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, they could make the schedule more centralized to where they could start flexing stuff like All that. All I know is you're going to get a lot of primetime J.J. Reddick this season. Hey, man. Oh, my God. If you want to see the blonde bomb, he's not even blonde. <laughs> I, tried to, I tried to do something. I failed. <laughs> Moving on. What was your favorite opening week game? What was your favorite game? Did you watch many? I don't, I don't know how many you watched. I, I saw the Spurs opening. I, I was with my girlfriend. Oh, okay. So I saw, oh, okay. Yeah, Ooh, I saw, okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't know you're going to flex he, it like that. He yeah. mentioned he was married and had kids. Why can't I mention I, that's where I was? What, you want me to lie to you? I was in uh, Pakistan. What, I don't, what do you want me to do? So are those are the two opposite ends? Your girlfriend in Pakistan? Like Those are the, wow. the polar opposites right there? That's, don't that's get a that, compliment, man. I guess. Just digging in, every, man. every week you try to break don't up my that. happy relationship. Don't do I don't know why. <laughs> you do it to yourself. Look, I, what I'm talking about, uh, the, the Spurs game, because we're all Spurs fans. Yes, of course. That was a great first game for the season. I'd have to agree. I hated watching parts of it. Like, I always do watching Spurs games early season because we, we played awful defense at times. The turnovers were more me, Yeah, what made me mad was that everyone has Patty Mills fever. and <laughs> seems to want to throw over, like, yeah. dudes who have 75-inch wingspans. Yeah. Also, the like, Knicks always seem to play well against us. Yeah, yeah it looked like it was going to happen sure. again where the Knicks were going to get him. <laughs> so, I, I was, you so know, I... And, and I was also you don't play for the Spurs. I, I think Us. we got um, <laughs> okay. I, I think for the most part, I don't um, respect the journalists. What, what I found interesting was that they what we saw in the preseason 
Which pretty sorry. what? I just loved your ability to continue yeah. amid all, oh, yeah. the, chaos. Amid all the chaos. I'm just going to keep talking. Your, your, your calm I'm just going to keep talking. Your calm the is, is just a marvel at all Eventually, time. hopefully y'all will start keying on my voice. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, I, I think we saw a little bit of a continuation um, to the, the last couple of games of preseason in regards to, you know, who... Yeah, the, it wasn't the usual suspects, obviously, anymore. We really, I mean, when you look at the first half, even really the first three quarters of that game, uh, DeRozan and LaMarcus Aldridge were not very good. Um, and, and, you know, they showed up in the fourth quarter, and that's great. But it was almost as if it was like, hey, DeJounte, we got to see if you really, really back, my man. And so there was a long turns out yeah, he was. right. And there was a oh long God, stretch man. where they didn't play him, which everybody was like, "Whoa, what's going on?" I think but, that's that yeah. Popovich shit. Where yeah, like, I think that. Uh, yeah, well, he like, we don't want to give you more than twenty minutes, bro. Hold on, but yeah. he showed so much explosiveness, I, man. Honestly, I mean, how many and ones did he have in that game? Five? I'm gonna, oh yeah, I'm gonna overreact early. Of course, he's probably going to win Defensive Player of the Year if he plays like that for oh, sure. a good portion of the season. I like, could see him that was one of those Comeback Player of the Year. Yeah. Oh yeah. Most improved. Excuse me. Okay. We actually had that discussion. Oh, you're not. You're not in that chat. So you y'all know what I'm talking. You about. didn't understand the joke. It was a joke that you didn't get because you're not in that chat. Sorry. <laughs> well, was, it, it was like a three level of inside joke that not even Terrell's in on. So it's so useless. I thought Damn. jokes had to be funny, man. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. You know this nah, is gonna, bro. This isn't gonna, this isn't gonna <laughs> you turn go, in. You ain't gonna move on, man, bro. <laughs> <laughs> y'all can't see Derek's face right now. <laughs> Bad side eye right now. DeJounte <laughs> Murray, though. So I was talking a little bit about this before. Like, he's getting a WWE style push. Like, he's becoming the yeah. face of the Spurs. He really is. But it's a concerted effort by the Spurs and DeJounte, I think. And I don't even know how much of it is him, like, really just trying to become the face of the franchise. Oh, sure. But every single positive video coming out of the Spurs involves DeJounte Murray. Like, he is clearly a fan favorite. He oh, yeah. is, like, in, in the face of. KD joining the Warriors and everything. Somehow he became our rallying cry right. when we lost Kawhi. Mm-hmm. We're like, well, Dejounte likes the Spurs. Who gives a shit? <laughs> Which at the time was like, yeah, sure. We man, yeah. You. you guys cue in on some weird things, man. I just think he he's the best young player on the team, and he like happens to love the every city. single video is about him. Yeah, because he's the best young player on Which the team. Which is fair, but you don't see that from other players in the, in the history of the Spurs. Like this I is so when weird. Tim du- when Tim Duncan was the best player on the team, a lot of the things about the Spurs oh, was sure. about Tim Duncan. Yeah, but, I mean, okay, but well, you know, they. Re- I, I just think you're, you're yeah. tying it to the quiet thing, which I'm sure there's some aspect of that, but I, I just don't think. I think the like, common fan. I just don't. Hundred percent. Like, well, I mean, I'm not. Ta- I'm talking about yeah. from the Spurs. I don't think All the Spurs right. see it as like, oh, this is anti Kawhi. Mm-hmm. Oh no, no, I think, no, no. Okay, I think let me the, clarify that the Spurs aren't doing it anti Kawhi. As right. far as the Spurs are concerned, the quiet fans. It is what it is. But I'm saying they're clearly pushing him to be a fan favorite. Yeah, which is great. I love it. Right. Yeah. yeah, but anyways, he balled. I still disagree just because I want to. <laughs> he balled out. Yes, like, he, he did. Absolutely, yeah. just controlling on defense, and, and to the point where I'm like, this is exciting. This is, I'm super. Excited. Well, because this you has saw been a Spurs fantasy hour brought to you by. Spurs. There weren't any other games this week. I think. I think it was just the Spurs. Yeah. Oh, game. just the Spurs yeah, game. Yeah. <laughs> you wanted to talk about yeah. NBA opening weekend and it became a Spurs thing. <laughs> Mike Conley went one for thirteen on opening. On Mike Conley, on his opening yeah. night, and you, you want to talk about Dejounte Murray? So you're telling me Mike Conley is the most overpaid player in the NBA right now? Yeah, pro- probably. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, be, yeah. he <laughs> also went like three for thirteen. I said that. Oh. I said that like half uh, as a joke, but yeah, that is, that is yeah. so. I, and I feel I like Mike Conley, but he doesn't. For at least now, it doesn't seem like he. It might seem like he's not good at basketball anymore. We'll wait because it's only been two games. But that was he a bad. That was he, he has no help no more. 
Yeah. Well, he didn't have help to begin with, I guess. And now he actually has more help. He has Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. Well, so first of all, Donovan Mitchell balled out last night too, but yeah, yeah. which is why they won because McConnell was three for thirteen. I'm kind of curious how that dynamic was even going to work. I mean, because I, I'm not not that I don't think it would work. I'm just curious how it works. Um, you know, I haven't I haven't had a chance to really see them play, but um, was, you know, it was weird that they thought that was complimentary. Only from the standpoint of I actually thought Ricky Rubio was more complimentary. Yeah, Ricky Rubio uh, because Mike Conley yeah. is. Is a is a scoring guard. That's what so I'm he saying. needs the ball right. in his hands to do scoring guard things. Mm-hmm. That doesn't necessarily. I know people see, like, oh well, Donovan Mitchell needs help scoring. That's somewhat true, but he also needs the ball in his hands. So those are kind of competing ideals. And if he's gonna only make one of his thirteen shots, that is even further a problem. Well, that's yeah, that is but, a big problem. Uh, but, but yeah, that's neither here nor there because obviously that's not the goal. <laughs> yeah, the goal right. is at least five for thirteen. I actually, uh, <laughs> Somewhat in keeping with the Spurs conversation, I actually like the Knicks a little more than than I thought I would. Barrett was shockingly good. I mean, I wasn't surprised that RJ Barrett was was that good, but it's it's good for the Knicks that he was that good. Yeah, like he's he's big. He he kind of looks like Joe Johnson. He knows how to be tough to guard, and he knows how to other guys at his position. I think, and you're gonna have to do some creative things with him. The other thing, though, is that, and you know, it's funny to say this, but. You know, especially based on how awful they were last season. But if you look at it, they really do have a basis where now, if you if you don't take into consideration what KD said not too long ago about <laughs> New York not being anywhere where anybody wants to go anymore because they've sucked ever since the current generation has been alive, um, they really do have a basis now where you could see a free agent going there and them being a, a playoff team. Like they they really do have a lot of young talent, and these guys seem to be really hungry and they seem to want to play. Well, you didn't see guys taking time, uh, taking plays off. You didn't see guys loafing around. And the funny thing is, is that I almost feel like a guy that could very well end up being a glue guy for them is the guy that San Antonio was really trying to push that we were all supposed to boo, which Marcus is Morris? Uh, Marcus Morris. Yeah. It, it's like, oh, but if you we, look at his role, he's, he's probably like one of the oldest guys on the team. He's yeah. going to be a guy that's probably going to be able to snatch some of these young cats up and say, hey, 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 hey. I really like Marcus Morris, but the thought of Marcus Morris being the emotional leader of a team is, is, I, I, is a lot. He, he, honestly, to be fair to Marcus Morris, yeah. he was the emotional leader of the Celtics. Yeah. Um, Which he, is, I mean, he's, he, how much does that say? But no, I, I, I mean, agree. Yeah, 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 as I agree. far as the on, leadership on the court, Marcus Morris is, it depends on how you, you use it. Accountability. If you're, he he if, keeps people accountable. Yeah, yeah, he keeps people accountable. Now, that can also go the wrong way if you keep people accountable and they're sure. young and they don't want to listen. Which yeah. is something that happened with the Celtics just sure. last year, uh, but you know, and, and a lot of those guys, a lot of those cats are unproven, mm-hmm. and so like they'll probably listen to Marcus Morris. Oh, sure. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, well, he's, he's but that's my point. If that's what I noticed when I was watching them, is that you didn't get the typical bunch of young guys on the team, and you know, these guys don't look like they're interested. These guys look like they were really, you know, Dialing. getting after it, and yeah, they lost, but. You and could Fistel, tell there were a couple of points where they had the Spurs on the ropes, and and, and Fistel has that mindset anyway, which is a little mm-hmm. bit surprising yeah. as to why that they seem like they gave up and kind right. of rolled over last year because Fisdell isn't that type of coach to yeah. let his team roll that over like surprising. that. So that was a little surprising to me anyway. Who knew signing seven small forwards would actually turn out well for the Knicks? Well, I, mean, I don't want to say well, they're on to, but still, they're, all, they're, <laughs> yeah, all but they're gonna need to do something about that. Yeah, I but, think I think overall the Knicks are probably still in the same place like long term as they were last year, but now they're more fun. Sure, which is well, it's not and, 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 and they look to at least early. They look mm-hmm. to have a future young star. Yeah, so yeah. that goes a long way. RJ Barrett was really good. It was very good, and that was the first game of yeah. professional basketball he had ever yeah. played. So yeah. he's, he's, he's only go, he's going to talent. probably yes. be better than that. Yeah. Oh sure, 
Yeah, to, to the Utah yeah. thing though, like, he's actually think, probably going to end up being the front runner for Rookie of the Year now that Zion Williamson's going to miss so much time. That's true. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, you, I think there was a graphic about uh, rookies of the year that have played. Um, I think it was something like fifty games. Um, the, the, it, it was a graphic I saw. I think it was. It might have been during the Spurs game, or, or they were talking about it on TNT or something like that. That there are actually uh, rookie of the years going back that have only played like fifty to fifty-five games. Yeah, so, it sounds like a Ben Simmons yeah. step. Yeah. So they're saying <laughs> that's, that I'm that's right. probably the sweet spot. Yeah, you so. miss you miss more than fifty. It's going to be hard to give you the. Award. Well, no, no, no. I'm saying like played at right around. Yeah, 50 yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Like, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I said it wrong. Right. But yeah. So yeah. that, but that's what they, they. It was part of the graphic because, of course. It was almost like, you know, wherever I was seeing that, it was so funny because they were practically saying, he can still win, he, he can still win the rookie of the year. And it's like, come on, man, the season ain't even started yet. So, yeah, I mean, it's possible, but yeah, I think you have to look at Barry and it, say, was, it, was it from the makers yeah. of the people trying to make Trey Young, trying to will Trey Young into rookie of the year last year? That oh, was wait, that wait. was one of the weirdest things. What did he finish with last night? He had 30 in he, the third quarter. Yeah, but he ended up, I, I didn't see his final, but yeah, he ended up only having like 38. I mean, it's not all. Not, <laughs> I, 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 in other words, I said that comparatively to what he was on track to get. In other words, he only quarter. played in the third quarter in that game. <laughs> like, yeah, like Trey, Trey Young, pretty, pretty damn good. Oh, and, oh, and it's funny because like the big knock on him was that he was, he looked awful coming out of college for some reason, which was it's still a little fair, but it's, it's still it's, a very. What a, yeah. uh, he's good, obviously. Yeah. Duh. The the thing about it is that they want him to be Steph Curry, and right. that's not possible. For his size, for yeah. you know, just because he's not the greatest shooter of all time, he pulled right. up from the logo last. He's streaky, man. <laughs> yeah, it's the streaky stuff. He's that, not going to be yeah. even able to defend like Steph can. Mm-hmm. It's not like Steph's a world class defender to begin with. But he's smart, so you know. And yeah. so Trey Young's going to obviously. I'm not bashing Trey Young. He's going to have a great career. Yeah. It's just that there's only so far you can go with Trey Young as your lead dog. Probably. Yeah, sure. Uh, so, but they they have a lot of talent around him now. So. Or young talent around him, I should say, because it's not like they they have three superstars around <laughs> Trey Young. They just got some they, good basketball. But no, nah, they have a they built a young nucleus that's interesting. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but I think the big stories over the week were the opening night games um, with LA versus Clippers. You're not gonna tell you Patrick Beverly story. I'm going to I'm get into that. that. That's coming. That's coming. The Patrick Beverly shit's hilarious. That, yeah. So that first of all, Lakers play Clippers opening night, and LeBron looked medium, which is kind of a. Like, oh, okay, LeBron. He, he looked LeBron like did. a medium-sized LeBron? Yeah, yeah, he was, he was a, standing next to Anthony Davis. He was, he was a, <laughs> no, I mean, he, he looked well, not Quick not aside, great. quick aside, because I do want to get this in real quick. What I love about LeBron right now is that he's clearly entered Uncle LeBron mode of, <laughs> his, NBA, of, his, of his NBA career. You asked me about that for yeah, hey, yeah, hey, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when he, they asked him about Kawhi, he's like, the fuck? <laughs> Ask you about LeBron. Ask him. Like, why the fuck would you ask me about LeBron? I love when you, man. I love when they, I love the later stages of superstars' careers because they just they do not care anymore. No, and it's so much fun. What are you gonna do? Fire me? It's so much fun when he when he answered that question that way. I was like, oh my god, I'm living for this. Please, more Uncle LeBron. So had a draw with you. <laughs> Anthony Davis looked, looked like, like what you can expect, but the Lakers themselves weren't that great, which is kind of, I think, what everybody kind of expected. Mm-hmm. But LeBron himself just didn't look all that great, yeah. like opening night. And that's not fair because it's opening night, well, but I also, it was a big game. I saw this graphic about oh, Kawhi, or not graphic, maybe it was a, I don't know what it was. It was on the internet, and it was like, Kawhi is better than LeBron. I was like, yeah, he should be. <laughs> like, yeah, LeBron's 
50,000 years yeah. old. Right. So, Kawhi's in the prime of his career. The media knee-jerk reaction is everybody's like, we're finally seeing old LeBron. And then he played the Jazz and got like 30, 12, and 9 or something. Like, oh, that's, damn. Well, LeBron, this just in. LeBron's still good at basketball. The thing is, he's less good at basketball than he was in his prime. He is no longer... Right unequivocally the best player in the NBA yeah. and that's fine right. like, yeah. you eventually got to get to that yeah, point eventually like, that's gonna happen but it was just so funny to me that everyone's like oh Kawhi's past LeBron he's like oh, yeah okay yeah, we, we knew both, that we, we that's all saw not, it last that's year. not new <laughs> one of them led <laughs> led the hapless Toronto yeah. Raptors to the NBA title yeah, yeah. the other one missed 30, 33 <laughs> games and couldn't get the Lakers to, to the playoffs like, come on son that's not exactly a hot take yeah, <laughs> like, yeah this edition of media warm takes <laughs> the medium warm we can take so yeah LeBron he's still good shocker yeah. who, who could have seen that come in but after the Lakers game Patrick Beverly talked mad shit about that ESPN was so which was <laughs> at the time I laughed because I, I was like this is good as a as a former media member <laughs> I, I, I get a little tired of this stuff man it's Patrick like, Beverly oh, was like look uh, the Lakers they're only uh, fake news I was like it's like uh, y'all don't even know what fake news means. Wait, wait, wait. He's like, there's two teams in L.A. now. We're like, yeah, we've been talking about y'all for like a year. <laughs> y'all have been pretty good this last. Anyways, um, he talked mad shit about the Lakers, uh, or ESPN, that they would only talk about the Lakers, even though the Clippers well, are the ones that won. Well, what do you say? Right. They won't report on... They, on won't, a, they need to report the facts. They need to report... And the facts like, are he, that we beat the Lakers. like, bro, these are talk shows. They can talk about whatever they want. This, these aren't reports. Like, I just get mad yeah. when people use reporter lingo incorrectly, mostly because it, it does a disservice to... to the, it, it's where we get this fake news nonsense. Yeah. When people confuse... News and opinion. Yeah. And it's like, I don't mind that Patrick Beverly has a huge chip on his shoulder, as he always will yeah. till the end of That's time. That's all I was actually going to say. Like, so I love Patrick uh, Beverly. I've loved him in Houston because he's just ridiculously scrappy and just not a nice person. Yeah, and I'm okay with that in the NBA because you need players like that. And when he said this about the Lakers, I was like, yeah. Why'd you yeah. call out that man character? You mean not nice man on the court? Like, Patrick yeah. Beverly is a mean man. <laughs> you know what I meant. Uh, it was so funny. <laughs> on the he's court. just not a nice guy. <laughs> Like, I just imagine Patrick somewhere like, oh man, I, I, try, I try to do what's good for the community. <laughs> I cannot speak to his off off court antics. But was, like, I was like, yeah, take the Lakers to task, and then he did the same thing to Golden State's yes. janitor staff. And yes. I was like, all right, like, he was talking to the staff. You didn't, like, bro. You, you didn't like what he did to the sanitation well, department. No, so. <laughs> He's sitting in the locker room like y'all are, yeah, y'all ain't cheating no more. Y'all, yeah. y'all, y'all come you, back down to reality. What are you? It's like. Playtime's over. Bro, we just mop, man. Why are you? What are you attacking us Supposedly, for? Supposedly, go it, talk to Steph. In fairness to Patrick Beverly, apparently they were talking shit back. Like it was more like a fun moment. Yeah, yeah. But nobody should have ever let Patrick Beverly on a contender well, because was, this is going oh, to be every week from now on. That's what I was telling you that I don't man. think I can take Patrick Beverly because he's gonna talk to everyone right. like he's still an underdog, and yeah. you have Kawhi Leonard and Paul George on the same team. Right. You're right, not right. some aggrieved, oh, everyone in the league is cheating, but we're the scrappy underdog. Hey, hey man, You're the, the top same. dog now. It ain't now. the same. It, it, don't it hit, ain't the same. It don't hit the same when you have the two the best same. defenders in the NBA. I'm hoping he goes 82-0 and 0 on talking shit after games. Whether they win or not, I want, I want a Patrick every Beverly sound by game, every game. He say something. He need to have words. And right now, he's undefeated. <laughs> he's hey, hey, me and you at this game, we're going to have words. <laughs> 
He's gonna, he's probably gonna get in a fight in one of these games because I'm somebody's gonna take this. Surprised shit. he ain't got in a fight every time he walk out the house in the morning. Like that it's because he's a mean man. He looks like he always got words for somebody. Like when you look at him, like just his hair. Like he just, he he just got like I got my hair words with you hair. Like his hair, just like, man. Do you do you bite your do you bite your thumb at me? Yeah. <laughs> do you bite your thumb I at do me? not bite my thumb at you, but I do bite my I thumb. I do bite my thumb. <laughs> Do we have quarrel, sir? Oh, God. I love when people start making NBA players talk in old English. I don't know why that just makes me laugh every single time. You love Patrick Beverly just running up to Do we quarrel, sir? Do we quarrel? You have broken down ankles. So, in hindsight, Patrick Beverly should never have been allowed to be on a contender. That was a mistake that the league should have stepped in for basketball reasons. Like the Chris Paul shit. But in other news, Papa John's wants black people to buy pizza again. Oh, that too. So we were talking about this earlier. Papa John's has now in, had Shaq become the face of Papa John's. Uh, yeah. Well, well, no, but the thing about it was it was so clear that a marketing executive went into a meeting <laughs> yes. and was just like, we've lost the black people. How do we get them back? I know. Everyone loves Shaq. <laughs> How like, y'all doing? Like, have you ever met a black <laughs> person before? I love Papa John's well, pizza. black people love Shaq. It's like, and no, no. Did they it. first reach out to Tyler Perry and they were like, oh shit, he's not available. <laughs> <laughs> they love that Madea. <laughs> Could you imagine? I love her. I'm waiting for that crossover, I'm waiting for that crossover commercial between Medea and Oh, Shaq. no. And they've just completely oh, jumped the shark. No. But, hey, like, hey. I was okay with it. We were kind of talking a little bit about it because, like, I've hated Papa John's for a long time now, ever since. If It started with me, personally, when Papa John's sent out an email to all of their employees saying that if Obama got elected, they were going to have to fire people. That's oh, illegal. Wow. <laughs> Highly illegal. So I've been boycotting yeah, them personally for, for since that happened. Well, first of all, I don't even like their pizza. That's <laughs> oh, first of all, <laughs> that pizza ain't even that good. First of all, it's nasty. You better be good pizza to Shaq, be racist. I know you heard me. You gotta, <laughs> if you're going to be racist, at least so good pizza. Real quick shout out for Shaq. And I, I hate to like switch gears. But um, I think, I don't know if anybody watched the game mm-hmm. on TNT. Yeah, I was night. just telling him about it. Um, yeah. The reason why I bring that up for obvious reasons, but even more so... Um, when I, you know, coming up in high school, uh, we hung out on Fort Sam a lot. Yeah. And um, his sister Aisha, who passed away, um, I met her several times. Like we used to hang out on Fort Sam. Like, so like it, I don't mean time. to get too personal, but are they at Fort Sam right now? Because we were looking into this I the other night. She's going to be buried there. Yeah. Um, I would expect because they're keeping it very private online. So sure. here I go fucking it all up. But yeah. like we were wondering about that if they were at Fort Sam or not. But. I would assume so. I don't know when, but um, yeah, I, I just thought you know just condolences in regard to that. Not that Shaq's gonna be listening to us. Hopefully, I mean, hey, hey, man, Shaq. But man, um, hey. but yeah, I, I met <laughs> yeah, sister oh, several times. We were joking about that Papa John's thing, Shaq. I love you. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't joking about that. But I mean, like Papa John's clearly trying to get the black. Audience, <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> it's very insulting. If they're paying Shaq, no, 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 it, nothing against right. Shaq, man. Make yeah, it, make it paper. But the idea that I step out of his house, I want Shaq to get paid. But that, but the idea that a white man rolled into an executive room was like, I know I will get the black people back. Shaquille O'Neal. He I was, want to be there for the pitch. Was Kazam. <laughs> Do you think that was the pitch? Like he just comes in, he's like, I've got it, and he just roll and folds like a poster <laughs> of Kazam. Oh, no. He's just standing there, full genius. That movie was good. Everybody in the boardroom like I don't know if you heard a little known cult classic. Ooh. Is that Will Smith as G? Oh my gosh. I can't. Man. Yeah, man. But yeah, like uh like Shaq Shaq has real deep roots in San Antonio, yeah, including why he hates David Robinson. Or not hates. Like, Are we just gonna dude. start telling random Shaq stories yeah, yeah. now? Hey man. We could probably Shaq's have a impressive. whole podcast about yeah. Shaq to be brutally honest with you. Yeah, something every yeah. week. 
The shack intake. <laughs> the big intake. <laughs> oh, this is a big take. This is a big intake. Big take. Just a little take. Big take. Big take himself. I don't know much about podcasts, but I just want to let y'all know that the weekend to take. I think we need to check this podcast I've ever listened to. It's only got two episodes. It's the best in the universe. But oh, it's dope. Check oh. it out on SoundCloud. Check it out on SoundCloud. Hey, that'd be a great commercial though. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 y'all hear Shaq doing promos for us. So then we'll no get Shaq and the Houston Astros suing us. It's not bad. Houston Astros, Houston Astros suing us. Shaq suing us. Papa John suing us. Two episodes. <laughs> two episodes. We're a billion dollars in debt. All because I said their pizza is trash. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> slander. It's like, yeah, make better pizza. Hey, Grimaldi's, baby. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I just that, did that. Was, that. that was bougie. <laughs> we got Papa John's in this kitchen. <laughs> Yo, Logan ordered that, all right? A roommate ordered that. Logan, no. <laughs> Don't be calling me like out, Three bro. feet away from me while I'm dogging out Papa John's. All right. Uh, what else we got to talk about? <laughs> Uh, you know what? Hey, you I know, tell you what. You might be barred from me <laughs> no, away every again, dog. You told me that was a great segue. That's a good place to wrap this up. But <laughs> we still got, we still got something, you know, that we need to do here, and that's uh, well, is this your king? Are you gonna, you, you gonna take your moment to shine? <laughs> you want to gather yourself, Derek? <laughs> so I, I guess for the second week in a row, I'm gonna rant about. <laughs> Head coaches uh, in the NFL. Head coaches in the NFL. I hate head coaches. Every week, the same thing. It's like, you think it's a different segment. No, it's just Derek talking about head coaches in the NFL. No. No, no. Um, so I think this one is a fairly obvious. This is joking. After what we just went there for, for what was it? 40 minutes? It could be any number of things. It could yeah. be Papa John's. It could Papa be Tom's. But no, it's the Houston Astros. Houston motherfucking Astros. Mm, mm. Is Brandon Taubman your king? Is this your king? I mean, first off, as my man Terrell Huff pointed out, he he looks like Donald Trump Jr. <laughs> <laughs> at a at a had a baby, and it didn't all come out the like way he wanted. Starter kid, yeah, starter kid set for just fascism. <laughs> <laughs> Fascist starter kid set. Man, this is a character assassination. Yeah, I'm, here no. I'm here for it. <laughs> I'm not saying he's a fascist. I'm saying he looks like other fascists. What did, what did Andrew Gillum say? I'm not saying he's a fascist. I'm saying the fascists yes. like him. Oh, there you go. <laughs> if y'all don't know, look up what Gillum said when he was running for, was it mayor or was it Congress? Uh, gov- governor, yeah, governor, governor of Florida. What he said about oh Ron DeSantis. Yeah. Anyway. I'm not saying he's racist. I'm saying, saying the people he hangs out with are racist. <laughs> the racists love him. Uh, yeah. So anyway. <laughs> you have an assistant general manager. It's not even your general manager. It's not even the top dog. It's the dude who gives that dude coffee. <laughs> <laughs> really, they got no in between. The Astros general manager is like power tripping like that. He's <laughs> like, look, man. Yo, give me coffee, bro. <laughs> he's not assistant general manager. He's assistant to the general manager. <laughs> assistant to the general manager. We've been reading this title wrong the whole episode. Uh, it's not even your general manager. It's your assistant general manager, and what's he out here defending? <laughs> Not like the honor of of the Houston Astros, or the the, the honor. The, I I can't even think of things within the the signaling the virtues of ERA in baseball or stats or something. He's what? out here championing domestic violence. That's, That's what essentially what he's doing. I'm not- 
I don't want exactly I've already screwed up enough, that. but when you're saying this, like in the back of my mind, I'm thinking like, are there any advanced analytics on domestic violence? <laughs> Jesus, Austin. Because <laughs> <laughs> baseball is all about analytics. All right, new is this your king, Austin Brazina? <laughs> I just. It's, it's, it's what, a mess, man. What sense does it make to go up to a female reporter and taunt her about domestic violence? It's, Even if that's not exactly... There's no like disc, there's no connections in your head to be like, hey, perhaps the person in the purple armband <laughs> doesn't want to hear about Roberto Azuna? <laughs> this might and be ill-advised, and but... And maybe... <laughs> Maybe after we've just won the ALCS, this isn't the time to make the most critical mistake in my career. Wow. Wasn't was he drunk? Like I, I don't want to make excuses, they, but like what? They what didn't happened? even have champagne yet. Austin, <laughs> I don't understand. But beyond that, we already know Brent Taubman right now trash sack of a human being. Get better. Be better. Do, do better. Do better. That, go LeBron but, interview by the way. Plug LeBron again. Do better next time. <laughs> But the Houston Astros come out and defend him <laughs> unequivocally. No stop signs, no exit ramps, an unequivocal defense. Well, he was this, he was supporting a player in a in a difficult time. He blew a save and you went to the World Series. This Roberto Ozuna was cowering in a corner. No, he was popping champagne like the rest of his teammates because he just went to the goddamn World Series. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, so to act as if there's some basis in reality that he. Oh, he was supporting he was supporting someone through a difficult time. No. He was taunting female reporters about domestic violence. And that should just I shouldn't have to say any more, but then the Houston Astros not only not only one comment mm-hmm. in support of Brandon, but double down on it took the MLB. No one likes those guys. It took them to write this shit. This is your moral compass? <laughs> Whenever I picture them, I'll be, I just imagine like the umpires. I don't know why. <laughs> you should. <laughs> yeah, this because, like, because oh, we didn't even get into the yeah, umpires. We didn't even get oh, into yeah. the umpires and how they apparently are ready for civil war. Let's or keep it moving. Some, some stuff like that. So, But the, old, the people who hired that guy. <laughs> I forgot about that. Hey, Holy hey, shit, hey, that hey, was a story. Yeah. The people who hired that guy had to step in and be the moral compass. Let that, the people who hire the umpire who thinks we're going to get into a civil war. C I V A L. I forgot civil war. God, that happened. They they had to come in and be like, "Y'all tripping, dog? Mm-mm. This is outlandish. Mm-mm. This man clearly is berated female reports about domestic violence." Mm-mm. They stood behind him for four days <laughs> before the three days. They were closed on Sunday. We you, okay. You, 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 yeah, oh yeah, you're right. Four, th- three days because Sunday don't count. Three business no, days. Three business days. <laughs> They saw, they stood behind this man, and only because MLB was like, "Yo, you gonna fire this dude?" Or something. <laughs> That's finally when they and then they this, this nonsensical. Oh well, after further investigation, what further investigation? There was three people you needed to talk to. All three of them told you what they, they reported on it because they were reporters. Yeah, so they so they reported on it in the first place. There wasn't there barely needed to be an investigation. So clearly, you didn't do an investigation in the first place. It's just shame on them, man. Yeah. Shame on the Houston Astros. And so all I have to ask the Houston Astros is, is Brandon Taubman your king? He shouldn't be. But, mean, appa- but, apparently, but apparently he is. So you just threw the quarter, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> I'm mad. Oh, man. I'm mad. Close this out.
<laughs> I, don't, I can't I can't follow that man uh, I think that's it right we covered we solved what did we solve it? what did we solve this week what did we, what did we, we solved we, the Astros we, we, we solved domestic violence yes. oh, oh, oh okay I wasn't gonna go that far but alright I mean we didn't yeah. solve anything <laughs> so whatever you say is gonna be as ridiculous as what I just said I don't know I thought it was a little more in jest last time Thank when I said we solved China the tone Derek <laughs> way to just shit on that but alright Oh, so we did solve, solve China. You solve, yeah, we did solve China, but we didn't solve domestic violence. But you said we did, so all right. I'll, I'll quote you on that. Yeah. According to Derek, we solved domestic violence. I like how you're quoting me immediately after we I said it. It's on tape. You know, I'll make sure they know Derek said it. Hey, man, I've had enough bad sound bites. <laughs> I can't afford it anymore. Uh, we, we, we did. That's about it. We didn't solve NBA. The NBA is a mystery. Nobody, nobody can solve it. We, no, we don't talk about it. It hasn't even been on. on for a week, bro. The Clippers, are they going to go undefeated? <laughs> anyway, it's a valid question. Shut us off, man. You're, at, you're in law. It's a valid question. All right, I'll, I'll do it. Look, this, is, this has been the weekend to take. We uh, we had a lot of fun. I don't know. <laughs> it's probably going to sound terrible, but we had a lot of fun doing it. I hope y'all like it. If y'all do like it, please, please let us know in feedback in some way, shape, or form. I believe we're going to start uh, posting these on more avenues, hopefully. Yeah, yeah we're going to increase our social media presence. Yeah, a little bit more I'm social a, media presence. I'm going to work on that this week. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, do we have social media that we want to plug, Derek? No, not yet. Not yet? All right. Nothing I'll, yet. Well, I'm, I'm going to plug Go ahead. Yeah, talk to Terrell yeah, Huff oh, on Twitter. Individuals. Well, I mean, yeah, sure. Uh, Terrell Huff on Instagram. I'm, we we out there. There you go. He took advantage of that plug. We yeah. out there. He looks he looks like Will Smith. You can't miss him. <laughs> can't miss me. I literally have headshots where he I was like actually the second Will Smith in Gemini Man. As soon as you come out, <laughs> <laughs> little note. <laughs> was uh, a stunt double for the old Will Smith. <laughs> Uh, you know, you can follow your boy. You are Lewis. obviously not the best. <laughs> <laughs> why, why did you sound exactly like him? That's the whole point. That's why I did. You are, ob- you are, you are obviously not the best. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know about that, man. You can follow your boy, Dr. Lewis Bucket. Sometimes I tweet, but, you know, not really. <laughs> Ever since I lost my job, I've been Dude, off of Twitter. I retweet a lot of stuff, though. The extent of my Twitter, to, to show you how well I use Twitter, I actually just had to look up my own Twitter handle. Oh, my God. I didn't know my own damn Twitter handle. Wow. But uh, I'll start to use it more. Just to, to, to tweet more shit. Yeah, you will because that's how this is going <laughs> to take off is if you actually use Twitter. If you do wish to follow me, and I, I will post a lot of shit that is uninteresting, but... Uh, <laughs> you can ne- ne- Never hosting again. <laughs> <laughs> never hosting again. Look, man, you can sign it off. I don't give a shit. But my Twitter is at Max10N. Uh, yeah, it, I'm not going to explain it. But it's at Max10N, the number 10 letter N after it. Or you can just follow one of them and I'll probably be on their Twitter at some point. Hanging out. Yeah, by association. I don't use Twitter. All right. I don't use Twitter. For Austin Brazina <laughs> and Terrell Huff, I'm Derek Lewis. This has mercifully hey, been speak, the end. You don't speak for me. Of the week <laughs> in <you>. take. <laughs> the week in. You made me mess up the end of the. You're going to say the P word again? No, I was going to I said the weekend take. It's the weekend take. I said weekend. Yeah, I know. Because yeah, I'm a good host. That's not why. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, y'all. Thanks for listening. This has been the weekend to take. Again, Derek already said it, but I'm Austin Brazina, Thrill Huff, Derek Lewis. Please follow us if you like what you're hearing, and we look forward to seeing you next week. Follow us even if you don't like what you're hearing. <laughs>